0: Is it his time? Yes! It's just in time.
1: Again at the PGA Championship. Now on the team, your host from
2: Anaheim, California, Trent Rush.
1: Where do we begin? My goodness gracious, what a week in golf. Elevated events, back to back, the Waste Management Phoenix Open off the charts. Scotty Scheffler, your winner in the desert. How rockin' was TPC Scottsdale. My goodness. I mean, got to talk about 16. Have to talk about 16. I'm, I'm kind of the grumpy old man when it comes to how I feel about the 16th hole uh, there in Scottsdale. That said, uh, it was really fun, and there were some really cool moments. I'm glad golf has that once a week, because for me, or once a year, because for me, the Waste Management Phoenix Open, as great as it was, and as unbelievable as the leaderboard was on Sunday, to me, that's the appetizer this week. Folks, it is Genesis Invitational Week here in Southern California. There is unbelievable golf that's going to be played this week at the Riviera Country Club. I mean, Riv every year. It it, it never disappoints. Riv is always amazing. Every year this tournament feels like a major. And I'm usually pretty excited. I normally get up for the Genesis. I I usually am looking forward to it. It's always good fields, always the top players. It's it's never been like this. Elevated event back to back week. 23 of the top 25 players in the world participating here in Los Angeles. And guess who else? Tiger Woods. In the field, it's official. Boy, we're going to talk a lot about Tiger coming up on this show. There's no question about it. We're going to preview uh, that tournament, what it's going to be like, what to expect. Uh, Mike Antolini is going to join us. He's the tournament director of the Genesis Invitational. He's going to be on the show coming up in just a little bit uh, to to fill us in on everything that's going on at RIV this week. And and hopefully you have your tickets already because I don't know how many tickets are left. I mean, it, it is a tough one to get. It's going to be incredible the atmosphere coming up at Riviera. And, and to me, look, the Waste Management, Saturday on 16, it's rocking. It's a party. It's a festival. To me, it's a spectacle. And like I said, once a year, I'm cool with it. You know, I i feel like Shooter McGavin sometimes looking back. Go back to your shanties. Can I say that on the radio? I don't know. I just did. But, you know, sometimes I feel like the old man kind of saying that. But it was really fun. It was fun seeing it. I'm glad it happens once. I'm, I'm, I'm glad it doesn't happen zero times, and I'm glad it doesn't happen more than once. Let's put it that way. But Saturday was really fun. It was a really fun atmosphere, but I'm just I'm looking forward to seeing the PGA tour get to a, a real championship golf course. And that's where they're gonna be at Riv. You know, it's you go to Riviera, there's a mystique about it, there's a prestige. Uh there's also It it, it feels bigger. When it's at Riviera, it just feels bigger. TBC Scottsdale, look, the finishing stretch is cool. Like, 15's a cool I think 13's a cool hole. That par 5, a lot happens on 13. 15's a cool hole. You know, 16 obviously is fun, like extraordinarily fun. Um I personally I think that TBC Scottsdale should leave up the grandstands year round so when people get tee times they can go and like hit like they're in an arena. I think that'd be really cool. 17 the drive par 4 is a good hole. 18 is a decent finish. So you you can, you look at the the finishing stretch. The finishing stretch at Scottsdale's pretty good. You know, it's I'm just I'm I'm ready to get to the Big Boy Golf Course this week at Riviera. That's just that's my two cents. You know, I, I just think that when you go from you go from Pebble Beach to, or you go from Torrey Pines to Pebble Beach, then to Phoenix, drop off in, in course quality. I mean, obviously, just you're coming from Pebble Beach and then you go to Riv. You know, the West Coast swing is amazing. You, you want to go and look at like I challenge you to find. Try picking your five favorite non-major events, and don't include multiple on the west coast swing seriously i mean it's tough great event after great event the Waste manager i know that's a bucket list for a lot of people to get out there on 16 and participate in the fun and it, it is a party and especially when the super bowl was in town this week and you know here we are two days from or i guess now one day from pitchers and catchers getting out there to spring training but at the time you know on sunday two days before it happens like, that, that's all – the desert w- was awesome. It was rocking. There, there's no question about that. But, again, I, I'm really looking forward to this week at Riviera. It's the same field. Maybe a, a smidge better. And then you add the Tiger factor this week. Now, Tiger hasn't been in a tournament since 2020 that wasn't a major. Uh, he hasn't played in this event since 2020. It's been a long time since so we've seen Tiger Woods. And, you know, this is where it all began for Tiger. Tiger does so much work in the community and a lot of that as well from the genesis helps fund what they do at the TGR Foundation. And it is remarkable work. We're going to learn a little bit more about it coming up a little bit later on in the show because I want to definitely share some of that with you here. Um, but before we get to this week, let's go through uh, waste management. Scotty Scheffler gets the victory. You know, coming into the day, just look at the leaderboard. You know, Scotty Scheffler, John Rom. Jason Day snuck in there. Jordan Spieth was in the list at the end. Nick Taylor down the stretch. Sam Burns got himself in there. There's a couple of names in particular. I just want to get out of the way first. Talking about Jason Day and Ricky Fowler and how happy I am for them. Jason Day, solo fifth, T10 for Ricky Fowler. I mean, there was a time where I, I was wondering if Ricky Fowler was going to completely lose all-tour status and not be able to get into tournaments. I mean, he was, he was that bad. He, he was struggling that much. We all know how popular Ricky Fowler is. We root for him, Southern California guy, Murrieta, of course. So we pull for Ricky Fowler on this show. But after going 66 Friday, 66, 66 Friday, 67 Saturday, that was awesome to see Ricky get into the mix. And, and to get a T10, that, that's awesome. It's great to see Ricky Fowler relevant again, and he was relevant at Tory Pines until he had a meltdown. I think it was like ten to fourteen. He bogeyed four of five or something like that. It was, it was. He was doing really well in that tournament, and then kind of fall apart at Tory Pines. Was able to hold it together and play really solid golf. Really happy for him. He's just been through it. Guys that have, guys that have seen the top or close to the top and then go into the depths, and then have to try to fight their way back. I mean, that, that shows me great in a person. That's character right there. That's more than golf. That's character. Love that about Ricky Fowler. And Jason Day, same thing. Former world number one. Former world number one, and you're kind of wondering, like, he is like, is he done done? And then he comes back, and, and he's actually played well Like a, a few weeks. He's had a very good West Coast swing, and Jason Day gets a fifth-place finish at the Waste Management. Elevated event. Great field. Major caliber field, Jason Day was right there in the thick of it. That was great to see. Um, John Rom, you just kind of wanted to see him step on it on Sunday. I, I don't know that he really did. I mean, there were a couple, I felt like a, a couple that he left out there. I don't know that Rom was. I wouldn't say Rahm was bad. I mean, he shot a sixty-eight. I, I just he just left a little bit to be desired for me. Really on Saturday and Sunday, just kind of waiting for Rom to make that charge. Especially after he shot sixty five on Friday. I, I thought you know, I, I really thought on Sunday, and the statistics would back this up. I think going into Sunday, the probabilities like Scotty Scheffler, I think, had a forty eight percent chance to win, and John Rahm had like a twenty four percent chance to win. I mean, it was I, I was texting my buddies like, would you take Scheffler or Rahm to the field? And and that was a, a good question. And the right answer would have been to take Scotty Scheffler because I mean, he was just he was just nails. He was nails all week long. Ends up finishing at 19 under par. Um, he also had a couple things go his way. I don't know that Scotty Scheffler, I felt like every time I was watching Scheffler, there, he was not in the fairway or it kicked from the desert off a of dune back onto the short grass. I, I mean, it was that kind of a week for Scotty Scheffler. The guy got every single break. And I don't want to take anything away from Scheff. I, I thought Scotty played very good golf. The putter was, was tremendous. It's the opposite of Jordan Spieth. Scotty Scheffler really putted at a very high level. But, I mean, in desert golf, you can kind of get away with being wild off the tee, and he was, but it ends up working out for him. He ends up getting a victory. Um, Nick Taylor, to me, showed me something. I mean, what was this guy, 220th in the world coming in? And for every good break that Scotty Scheffler got, Nick Taylor got a bad break. Scotty Shuffler won the tournament making that big putt on sixteen where he hit it up along the stands on the left side, had a really tough up and down, drained a thirty foot putt to secure it. That was the ball game right there. Really impressed with that putt by Scotty Shuffler, but again, like Scotty got like break after break after break while Nick Taylor every time like he needed a good bounce, he wasn't getting it. I mean, he ends up getting a second place finish. what do he pocket? One point seven. Gross. That's pretty good. It's a pretty good week for Nick Taylor. You know, outside the top two hundred in the world, played with the very best of them. I mean, Nick Taylor, he's won before. He's gonna win again. I mean, he's a good player. And see, so he just he just he didn't get the break Scotty Scheffler got, and, and Scotty outplayed him by a smidge. Like it, it takes being good and lucky. Like you 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 kind of need both to win on the tour. And Scotty Scheffler was able to get both. Uh, Out of nowhere, Justin Thomas shot up the leaderboard with 65 on Sunday. Um, I I do want to talk about Jordan Spieth for a moment. Look, listeners of this show know at this point, I I am a diehard Jordan Spieth fan. I love Jordan. I think he's incredibly relatable. I don't think he should have changed his swing after one bad hole, which maybe derailed his entire career. Styles was on pace to be Rory-esque. I don't say Tiger-esque anymore. Nobody's Tiger. But Jordan could have had a similar, could have been in like world number one for a long time if he doesn't end up having that disaster on 12 at Augusta. Changes the swing, changes everything. I, I don't know that he is totally there with the swing yet. Well, let's say he's 90% there with the stroke. Where I had an issue with Jordan speed was the putting was a disaster. I mean, just look at some of the numbers. And again, I am not crazy about all of the advanced stats, but I'll tell you, sometimes these numbers tell you something. There is something to be said for when your strokes gained approach to the green second, strokes gained tee to green third, strokes gained putting 47th. So you're top three off the tee, top two approach, 47th in putting. And Jordan Spieth, he just how many lip outs did Jordan Spieth have? And and I don't know, I don't know that, that his, his putting stroke looks that good. I mean, I, I think he kind of decels right now. Uh, he takes it back really far, and then decels coming in, and it's not really a smooth finish. I, I don't know what is going on with the Jordan Spieth putting stroke. He ends up getting a T six at eleven under, but what could have been for Jordan Spieth after that? Crazy low round at the 63 on Saturday, on a Friday goes 69-70, and Spieth just had some bogeys out of nowhere. He just could not understand, and and he you know there were some long putts he had to make sure. But again, the numbers don't lie. Tita green third, approach stroke gained second, putting 47th. You're not going to win. If you if you if you're gonna putt like a top 50 player, you're not gonna win. I don't care how good you are off the tee. I don't care how good you are on the approach. If you're not gonna make putts, and that that is concerning to me about Jordan Spieth right now. And I, I would love to sit here and say that Jordan is my pick to win at Augusta right now. I can't say that. The other thing about Jordan Spieth, and, and this is part of why I love him. Now, this keep in mind. This is all coming from. A, a Jordan Speeth super fan. I mean, I, I okay, super fan is extreme, but I, I really enjoy watching Jordan Speeth. So uh, it's coming from that perspective. But when I watch him, I mean, it, it's like when I used to love watching Phil Mickelson. You get so excited and you just get heartbroken left and right. I mean, that that's where Jordan Speeth is right now. This guy could end up, this guy could win a tournament or not make the cut on, on any given week. Like, the volatility and the the gap for what you could get from Jordan Spieth, the variance is extreme with Jordan Spieth. Like, there's no way Rom's missing a cut. Scheffler's not missing cuts. Thomas isn't missing cuts. Rory's not missing cuts, though he was a non-factor in this event. But Jordan Spieth could win the whole thing, or like miss the cut. Like you you just don't know what Jordan you're going to get. And he's an unbelievable player. I think he's so close to being right there in that top group, but right now I don't think he is in that top group. And and the top group is a pretty limited one. I think that there are three clear cut. And then there's a drop off. I don't think it's a huge drop off, but there is. And I think right now it's Scotty Scheffler, Rory McIlroy, John Rahm. Those are three best players in the world right now. Any of those three could win any event that they're in the field. And expect to win every time they're in the field. And will expect to win this week at Riviera. You know what Scotty Scheffler did this morning? So after winning yesterday at Phoenix, gets to the plane, gets to SoCal, 8 o'clock this morning, he had an eight ten 10 tee time at Riviera playing in the Collegiate Showcase, representing University of Texas. How amazing is that? You know, when, when Max Homo won at Torrey Pines, and everyone talks about that $400 game he was in on Tuesday, like, that was cool. I mean, it's unbelievable, unbelievably relatable. And I'm not saying, like, all of us have an opportunity to go play rib all the time, but You know, for Scotty Scheffler to to go get a win and then the very next morning go participate in the college showcase. Also goes to show you how important that is to him. Like, college golf's a big deal. Justin Suh playing this morning as well. I mean, there's a few few names. I mean, Suh is in the field this week at RIV. and, And somebody that is just so easy and fun to root for. A guy that, you know, Nico knows really well that, that came up on this show or came up in golf with all these top guys that, that all, you know, Willie Z and who's playing and, and all of these other guys who have, you know, made this, this surge onto the tour and have made a huge impact. sub really hasn't. And now he looks like he's, he's breaking through, which is great. You, you root for guys like that. Uh, speaking of local guys that played pretty well, how about a low round of the day on Sunday, Bo Hosler. Ends up firing a 63. I mean, I think he's like 150th in the world or something like that. But Bo Hossler ends up a really strong finish there. Happy to see that uh, for Bo. Uh, You root for the SoCal guys. And uh, Bo Hossler, Orange County, gets a T14 out of it. Uh, Ends up going uh, shooting that 63 on Sunday. Goes 74-68 to make the cut. 71 Saturday, 63 on Sunday for a T-14. So good for Bo Hossler. Jumped up 35 spots on the leaderboard from Saturday to Sunday with that low round of the day of 63. That's awesome. All right, we're going to take a uh, very short break. When we come back, we're going to continue talking about Riviera and the Genesis Invitational coming up this week, one of the great sites for golf on the West Coast, one of the great sites for golf in the world. I'm telling you, Riv is amazing. I'm so excited for this week. The field is electric. It's happening. It's the best players in the world. It's Tiger Woods. It's celebrity. It's fanfare. It's just an unbelievable experience, and I am so looking forward to it this week. The tournament director, the man that makes all of that happen, is Mike Antolini, and he's going to be with us when we come back. My name is Trent Raj. This is On the Links on Angels Radio AM 830. Now on the team, your host from Anaheim, California, Trent Rush. Back on the links, Trent Rush with you here on Genesis Invitational Week. Boy, what a great week. Uh, it's going to be a golf here. Let me just read off some of the names, okay? Some of the participants this week. Max Alma, who won it in 2021, world number 12. Matt Fitzpatrick, top 10 player in the world. Of course, the man that won the 2022 U.S. Open at the Country Club at Brookline. Oh, yeah, Justin Thomas, ninth-ranked player in the world, who won the 2022 PGA Championship, a 15-time PGA Tour winner. Want me to keep going? Okay. It's getting better, by the way, this list. Colin Morikawa, who's won two majors, L.A. native, seventh-ranked player in the world. Patrick Cantley, oh, yeah, he's just world number five, eight-time PGA Tour winner, of course, at UCLA, from Southern California, served high school. John Rahm, who is just the number one player in the world, that felt like, last week, uh, won the U.S. Open 2021, nine victories on the PGA Tour. How about the defending champ from this past week, Scotty Scheffler, who won the Masters last year, number one player in the world, Coming off of a victory was the PGA Tour Player of the Year last year. Oh, yeah, Rory McElroy just got dethroned as being world number one, but I'm sure he'll get right back. 23 victories on the PGA Tour, four majors. The FedEx Cup champion a season ago has been the kind of the, the, the man that's kind of led the way for the PGA Tour and the PGA versus Liv and all that saga. I don't need to explain more about Rory. I'm trying to think. I wonder if anybody else is going to play. Oh, how about, how about one name? How about somebody that has won 15 majors, 82 times on the PGA Tour, the man that played in his very first event at Riviera Country Club, the tournament host. Tiger Woods is in the field this week at Riviera. Yes, you heard me correctly. Tiger Woods, for the first time in this event since 2020, for the first time in a non-major since 2020, is playing at Riv this week. I have, I've learned this much in my life and following Tiger Woods, and I've been, I've been with him in just some great moments. throughout the, I'll never forget 2008, the greatest major. To me, that, that's the all-time peak Tiger Woods was the 2008 U.S. Open at Torrey Pines. That, that, was, that was when Tiger went from great to mythical. That, that's where that happened. The legend of Tiger Woods really hit another stratosphere for me. At that tournament. He's, I mean, there, there were some great ones with Tiger. Tiger was already legendary before that one, but, but there was something special about 2008. Torrey Pines. Southern California is always home for Tiger Woods, but now being a part of this event in the field, and I have learned that when you get a chance to go see Tiger, you go see Tiger. You don't know when it's going to be again. I mean, this guy works harder than anybody to get his body back and right and able to play, but you just don't know. You just don't know what Tiger Woods. So when you got a chance to see him, you go see him. It's very simple with Tiger Woods. Go see Tiger. He's playing. He's here. He's in our backyard playing in the Genesis this week. It's going to be so cool. I mean, the Genesis is going to be awesome. I'm looking forward to next week's show. We're going to have full recap, full reaction. And just so you guys know out there, we are going to have to take a little bit of a break for spring training Coming up after the Genesis, when spring training games begin, our time slot uh, gets bumped for Angels baseball here on AM 830. So we'll pick things back up in April, but for March, uh, we're going to take a little bit of a hiatus, a short break, but then we'll be back uh, for plenty more once uh, spring training comes to an end and we can get back uh, into our golf talk. But it, it's been awesome on the uh, West Coast Swing, the PGA Tour. I, I do want to shout out just a couple of people and just say quick thank you uh, that help us with our coverage. We cannot do this without them. That's Damian Sicore and Greg Ball. They are truly friends of the show. We can't do this without them, and they help us uh, so much. The PGA Tour has given us great access uh, to be around and, and be with the best players in the world. Uh, it's a unique advantage we hear, have here on the West Coast Swing. We're the only golf show in Los Angeles on radio regularly during the week talking golf on a regular basis, and uh, it's really cool when the West Coast Swing comes through to be at all these events and be with the top players and talk to the best players in the world, Um, and to get to share that with you guys uh, is really special. But but Damien and Greg are, are such a big part of making that happen. I also want to mention Noah Sharfman from... The TGR Foundation, who is is an incredible asset uh, to what we're able to do here on the year, and to help share Tiger's story as well, uh, not just what we see from him on the golf course, but what he does in the community. And we'll talk more about that in a minute. But first, I want to—I'm so excited to have this man on the show. It is Tournament Week at the Genesis Invitational, one of the great events on the PGA Tour. You know what, I'm just going to say it. It's the best event on the PGA Tour. (laughs) It's Hollywood, it's history, and it's just really great golf and a great time. It's happening at Riviera Country Club. The tournament director, the man that makes it all happen, Mike Antolini, joining us now. I got to lead off with the big cat, Tiger Woods, committed to playing. How exciting is it to have Tiger Woods in the field this week?
2: Yeah, so exciting. It really has brought a tremendous amount of momentum to an already exciting week. When we got the word on Friday, uh, it was exciting. We posted it, he posted it, he announced it, and then uh, we just kind of just waited very quickly for the reaction to kind of ensue throughout not only the golfing world but the sporting world. And here we are at Riviera for the Genesis Invitational, and uh, he's ready to see it up in a, in a few days.
1: Mike, you already have an unbelievable field. It's an elevated event. It doesn't need that distinction to draw a great field every year that happens at the Genesis Invitational. Meanwhile, you get the Tiger Woods commitment. What does that do in terms of interest, reaction around the course, the club, your staff? What changes when Tiger Woods commits to being in your event? Yeah, well,
2: your Tiger tournament host is is. Part of these this event's fabric, of course. I mean, it's where he made his first PGA Tour debut uh, in 1992 as a 16-year-old amateur, and now, of course, he's coming back <laughs> as tournament host and uh, this year as a playing tournament host. It's always better when Tiger's inside the ropes, teeing it up, uh, you know, doing what he does for you know the fans across the world. Um, and then this week, we're just you know very fortunate for him to. To not only be here and supporting this event as tournament host but but also playing in the, the Los Angeles and Southern California community and everyone who comes here to Riviera for the tournament is, uh, is, is just really excited and, and of course, you know, like we said, he's, uh, he's such a he, he is the needle and, uh, and we will see that this week. despite our field, 40 of the top 50 players in the world, you know, if you know them, they're here. And um, you put Tiger on that and it just really adds, like I said, just a tremendous amount of momentum to an already exciting week.
1: It's a great week. It feels like a major every week. And, and I just can't think of a field that's going to be better than what uh, is going to be happening this week. I, I think Southern California golf fans are, are have to be really excited for this. But when it comes to tiger i know the tgr foundation heavily involved tiger uh being a, the tournament host so when the tgr foundation operates and manages this tournament you have the genesis invitational in what ways um it, it, does that relationship work just how does some of the behind the scenes stuff work in that regard with how it relates to running the event and also where tgr comes in
2: Yeah, so TGR Live, we create unforgettable experiences that benefit TGR Foundation through our events. So TGR uh, Live hosts not only Genesis Invitational, but the Hero World Challenge and other signature events throughout the year. Very proud of the experiences that we provide inside the ropes. But we're even more proud of the impact that we're able to make outside the ropes through events like the Genesis Invitational. Tiger started his foundation nearly 30 years ago, and the Genesis Invitational plays a, a really a critical role in helping students from under-resourced communities pursue their passions through education. And it's not just Tiger as our founder of TGR Foundation, but it's really everyone who is a part of, a, of our events that is helping drive that impact and help us fulfill our mission. So we're extremely grateful and overwhelmed at the support we receive from the local communities, in this case the Los Angeles and Southern California communities. We support the event, of course Genesis is our title sponsor, all the players and their ecosystem who come out year year after year in support of you know not only trying to become the next Genesis invitational champion and etch their name in the history books, but also their their role in helping us outside the ropes through TGR Foundation.
1: You mentioned it is the who's who of golf that is participating here uh, this week of the Genesis Invitational. I'd just like to know, Mike, from your perspective, who are some of the names that are intriguing to you?
2: Yeah, look, I, I could I could talk for hours on our field, but if you just look at who's winning on the the PGA Tour in this young season, and you know Rory McIlroy and John Rahm and Max Homa, who obviously won here in twenty twenty one and continues to win on the PGA Tour, and Tony Finau, who lost in a playoff here, to Max Homa, you, know, you can go right on down the line, of course, Justin Thomas and Colin Morikawa, who have each finished in, uh, in the top five here. Cameron Young, of course, finished second place last year, if my memory serves. There's so many names, and if you look at Riviera, it really brings out the best from the world's best. So, we know that our champion on Sunday, whoever gets to hoist that trophy, has truly beat the best field in golf amongst, of course. And um, and like I said, they're gonna their their life's gonna change. We have a new twenty million dollar prize purse this year, so there's a, a lot to play for in addition to uh, to hoisting that trophy.
1: I'm always intrigued too by the play of the Southern California Players that are in this every year. I mean, how about the names? Cantley, Morikawa, Shoffley, Homa, Ricky Fowler. I mean, uh, is it is it extra special? Tiger Woods, I guess, qualifies, obviously. Yeah. Uh, where is it extra special to have the Southern California players basically playing in their backyard at Riv?
2: Yeah, I think that's right. I think that Riviera means um, a lot to a lot of players, specifically those who, who grew up in and, in and around it. Um, and just the, all of the, the Southern California golfers uh, on the PGA Tour, it means something extra special to uh, to play here. Uh, I should mention Justin Saw, who got an exemption, uh, played at, at USC, and just became the Corn Ferry Tour uh, Finals winner. He actually played in at Riv in our Showcase Collegiate Showcase, which is going on today uh, a few years back, and he'll be making his now PGA Tour debut at Riviera. When I mean, what I mean by that is, it's the first time he's playing at Riviera. It's not his PGA Tour debut, just for, for clarity. So, um, there's a lot of localized stories from uh, from you know up and down the uh, up and down the field list that are going to be celebrated this week
1: just inside. Boy, to talk about a story and someone to root for. No doubt about it. has had to work really yeah. hard uh, to get to this level, and here he is. Speaking of some exemptions, I think one of the great things your tournament is about is that Charlie Sifford Memorial exemption every year. This year, it's Marcus Bird who gets to participate in the Genesis. So, what can you tell us about Marcus, and, and why is, is maybe that Charlie Sifford exemption so important to really you and the, the entire TGR group
2: yeah of course and, and it really starts with tiger and uh and you know, separate exemption is you know, really designed to help advance diversity in the game and marcus bird uh who's a, a hungry player who's really looking for uh for starts um he he's more than uh, more than deserving of, of this year's separate exemption a few weeks back when when he was notified he came up to RIV and uh spoke with Lots of members of the media got to play. And then just a few days later, drove down to Torrey Pines and won on the APGA Tour that actually earned him another start in uh, the tournament next week in Florida, the Honda. So he's going to be making back-to-back starts this week with us at, at RIV at the Genesis Invitational, and then next week. And um, he's just a, a really delightful young young man very grateful and, and really looking to seize the opportunity that's uh, that's ahead of him this week. So we're uh, we're certainly you know in his corner like so many others are in the game.
1: Man, a win at Torrey and then back-to-back PGA Tour starts, one of them being the Genesis? That is a heck of a stretch right there for Marcus Bird. We're looking forward to watching him and rooting for him uh, as well. Mike, I know that's something that you're really a big part of as well is the fan experience and when it comes to you you got the great golf, you have the right location in Riviera, and you're going to have all the celebrities and a lot of just LA, Southern California golf fans coming out. What are some of the Things maybe that are new for fans that are coming out to the Genesis this week. I know there's going to be mobs around Tiger, obviously, but uh, what are some of the other uh, attractions fans should look out for?
2: Yeah, it's a it's a great experience. When our gates will open in a few days on Thursday before round one, uh, you know this event really has something for all types of fans and for all ages. We have several public decks, whether it's the Tito's Stillhouse Lounge to the left of the iconic 10th hole. We have the uh, 19th hole just to the right side of the 18th green. Um, we've got a, a Wander and I, I are out by the, the 14th hole, the Genesis Lounge to the left of the 14th hole where you can get some uh, amazing Korean tweets if you uh, if you head out there, which is which is quite a, quite a treat. And then, you know, when you look, and we still do have some tickets available, they're going very fast, they can be, purchase in advance at genesisinvitational.com. Uh, we've got the Bluffton Backlot Shared Hospitality overlooking the 18th hole and the 14th green. And, um, you know, when the sun is shining, there's an energy here at RIV. You've got the world's best players, as we mentioned, and uh, just such a, a palpable excitement in the air. And it's a true celebration, and we're very proud of, of all of the experiences that we can provide for the fans and, equally grateful for the support that the fans show us of course we have a, a youth ticket policy where kids 15 and under can get complimentary admission along with a ticketed adult so we're very proud of that and really just trying to expose the game to uh to, to young fans uh, because you never know what you're going to see but we know that when you leave here you will, will have memories for a lifetime
1: Man, that is so cool. I'm I'm just thinking about me as a kid and going with my dad to go see Tiger Woods. You will get a chance to do that this week and, and you can go and and bring your kid for free under 15. Unbelievable. It's so great you guys do that. Mike, a golf question for you. 10, one of the best holes in the world. I just want to get your perspective. You go you go for it there, or do you lay up?
2: Oh, jeez. I'm just I'm just <laughs> trying to make contact, honestly. You, you know, you just get somewhere Somewhere around the green without losing the ball. And, you know, I'll, I'll leave the, the birdies and eagles and drive their show and putt for dough to, uh, to, to the world's best. And, uh, you know, I'm outside the ropes for a, a reason.
1: <laughs> Very good. Uh, last thing, uh, maybe one more time, could you let folks know uh, where to find tournament information? Uh, they're going to Genesis this week. Maybe they're watching on TV. And they want to learn more about what you guys are about. Where should they go for information?
2: Yeah, so our website's genesisinvitational.com. Of course, we're on uh, social. Our social handle is at thegenesisinv. And uh, if you go to genesisinvitational.com, you can even go to slash spectator if you want. But we have a a fan guide, a tournament guide presented by TaylorMade. Uh, Whether you're you're, uh, attending or watching uh, from afar, uh, it has all the information that you need. Tickets, of course, are available uh, ride share options, transportation to and from gate times, all of that information can be found at genesisinvitational.com. And, um, like I said, there's a, there's a, a lot to take in this week. The sun's going to be shining. Lots of, uh, lots of fans through the gates once we open on, on Thursday. And, um, yeah, we're looking forward to a great week.
1: Mike, i got to tell you, I get excited about the Genesis every year. I don't know that I have been this excited in a really long time with the field, the elevated event, Tiger being there. Uh, It's going to be really, really fun. And and thank you so much for the time. I know you're super busy here on Tournament Week, but Mike, can't thank you enough and looking forward to seeing you out this week.
2: Yeah, of course. We look forward to seeing you uh, in Feelings are mutual. I'm, I'm, I'm just excited as you. So uh, thanks. to uh, appreciate the support.
1: Mike Antolini, great stuff. I uh, really appreciate the insight there. I'm just, I am pumped up for this week. It is Genesis Week here in Los Angeles. The best players in the world in our backyard. It feels like the first major of the year. I, I know it's not, but it feels like a major. When we come back, I want to look at the other side of this. Yes, the golf is amazing, but what does it all mean? Why do we do this? We'll explain when we come back. My name is Trent Rush. You're listening to On the Links on Angels Radio, AM 830. Now on the team, your host from Anaheim, California. Trent Rush. Hey, it's Trent. Welcome back on the links. Uh, here, just wanted to talk a little bit about kind of just some bigger picture stuff, right? So, okay, so what are we all doing here? What are we doing this for? Why is Tiger Woods so passionate about this tournament? Why is he so passionate about Getting the top players here. Why is it so important that this be an elevated event? Well, the philanthropic side of Tiger Woods is no joke. I mean, it is an incredible commitment he has uh, to giving back to the community, as evidenced by his learning lab here in Anaheim. And I think the Genesis Week is a perfect time to talk about this because not only is it great to have Tiger Woods back in the field, but what the Genesis Invitational does has a real impact on the community and the money that is raised this week goes right back into helping all these kids. I mean, it is really, really cool. There is an open house at the Learning Lab, uh, which is over by Dad Miller Golf Course in Anaheim, right off of Brookhurst. Really a cool site. It's a phenomenal facility, and the work they are doing is absolutely incredible. So here now are some of our conversations with those that are such a big part of the Spending time on the education side with kids and doing so through golf at the TGR Foundation. We're with Gordon McNeil right now, the CEO of the TGR Foundation. Pretty exciting to uh, be here today at an open house. This is an unbelievable facility here in Anaheim. Uh, Gordon, I I just would love to get some of your thoughts on just maybe how proud you are about what you guys have going on here. This is pretty exciting.
0: Yeah, thank you for asking me that because uh, I often have a tendency to look forward. Uh, and uh, over the last year or two, we've been working towards today. Uh, We had a chance to, you know, during COVID, students weren't here, and we had a a chance to really think about who do we want to be, what's it going to look like for the students when they come back. So, number one, we thought, let's throw a party. Uh, (laughs) We call that the Community Fest here at the TGR Foundation. Let's also celebrate all the work we've done over the past uh, year to get this facility looking like it looks. So there's been a complete remodel. We've really modernized the space to uh, make it one in which a kid shows up and they just feel excited to be here. Uh, forget the curriculum, just like, wow, look at this space and it feels safe. So like, tremendously proud, right? We're going to have 600 people here today to check out what we're doing in, in the city of Anaheim. And um, it's special. These kids really get a chance to go on a pathway, figure out who they are. Uh, we help them on that journey. Set them up for success for the rest of their life. Yeah, it's a it's a good reflection point.
1: Gordon, what's Tiger's involvement here? Because you can you can feel it as soon as you walk in, you 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 see Tiger, you see the statue of him and Earl, and and just how cool that is. I would imagine that makes an impact on a lot of students coming through here. Uh, What's what's that like with Tiger and what he wants to to try to accomplish here?
0: Yeah, thanks for asking. You know, I think uh, you know Tiger is is the beacon, right? He's the vision. Uh, He he's the one that really thought through, uh, what are we trying to do here? Uh, In the early edition of the TGR Foundation, uh, going way back to 1996, when Tiger was 20, it was really about bringing the game of golf uh, to to young people who may not have the opportunity. And and Tiger is a big believer, as am I, that golf can teach you a lot, uh, the discipline behind the game, the integrity behind the game. not not to mention other things Uh, i think really where the transition was uh, in 2001 tiger uh, was driving back uh, after 9 11. couldn't catch a flight he and his father rent a car and he really started thinking about you know are we doing enough and um, that's where the vision that you see today came from Uh, we have to give these kids opportunity and access Uh, tiger is heavily involved i just got out of a board meeting with him a week ago Trust me, he's involved, Um, and and really the way he's involved is um, we can't. It's got to be the best. Um, You know, when I when I was first hired on here, I said, "What you know? What are your expectations long term?" I want the foundation to be every bit as good as my career. I'm like, "Wow, okay, uh, that's pretty bold." Uh, So um, I've got big shoes uh, to to fill, um, but but we're up for the challenge. I mean, the team we have here is incredible. You'll see the students come in today. They deserve every opportunity and that's what Tiger's all about, and so we're carrying it forward for him.
1: Gordon, I'm a golf nut. I walk in, and I see, I see the driving range. I see the putting green. I'm all excited, but I, I got to tell you, as much as I love the game, when I'm walking around this place and seeing some of the educational opportunities and some of the hands-on things these kids are learning about getting a chance to come through here, it, it's unbelievable the way the education kind of takes over. How important is it for you guys to, to find that balance of where uh, golf fits in versus where getting many of these kids ready, not just for college but for life
0: yeah look uh tiger um i've heard him speak about this a few times and so we go back to him being the visionary behind everything he always says like in his family it was it was three things it was family first school second sports third so it's not that hard for us to kind of be the same. Um, we treat these kids like family. Uh, we care about them. Uh, that's probably one of the biggest uh, attributes that we have. We care. It's a safe place. Um, you, you've got to have the education. Uh, you know, golf is great. Uh, every sport is great, but um, there is so much else going on in the world. You, you better be prepared for it. And so we find the balance pretty easily just by following his vision and and, and staying true to it. Um, yeah there's a lot of opportunity here, uh, so kids sometimes can struggle with that choice. Uh, you know how much time do I spend here there or, or, or wherever, and that's why we have the the faculty and the staff we have they're they're amazing. Uh, we call them learning facilitators. They facilitate where the student is going. They help them on that journey so yeah, great question. It's a tough balance on the one hand on the other hand we get it straight from the source. Yeah. He tells us,
1: Sure. I mean, I just think back to, you know, my academic career and, and the classrooms I'm in and, and I'm sitting there sometimes in class going like, i I know I'm never going to use this after the test I take next Tuesday. Like I'm never going to use this again. It's a very different feeling here. It seems like everything seems to be focused towards career, towards life, towards, you know, other opportunities far beyond just what you're going to get in a classroom anywhere. Um, what maybe kind of inspired that, and what are, what are you guys trying to accomplish in, in that regard?
0: Yeah, look, I mean, I think the inspiration comes from, you know, what you just said. You know, we've all had that experience when you're in a class and you're wondering, what is this for? You know, and so we make that connection. So that's where the inspiration comes. Uh, first and foremost, I, I, I want to compliment schools. Uh, you, you know, they're they're. It's almost like weight training. You know, like uh, when you're on the golf course, you don't lift. Uh, you know, two hundred pound bench press. Yeah, Tiger does the bench press, right? You know, um, well, why? Well, you're training the muscle, right? To, to have the strength and the power when you, when you need it. Schools do that for students. They really train the muscle, you know, the brain. They, they get you thinking in different ways. Um, we're lucky that we can partner with schools and, you know, in the after school space and really allow students to take something and go, okay, this is what I want to do in life. All of, all of a sudden, you know, trigonometry or algebra two starts making a little bit more sense if you're headed towards a computer science degree and you're actually coding and building things. So now you're like, okay, that weightlifting is worth the time. Um, yeah, we get to be the ones that do the fun stuff. Uh, it's all about hands-on experiential learning. What is that like in the real world? So we partner with companies and bring them on down and show them. So our curriculum is built in partnership with organizations to make sure that it leads to great career opportunities.
1: What kind of kids come through here? Like like what, what ages? What, I mean, who, who makes their way through uh, the learning lab here for, from the TGR Foundation?
0: Yeah, in the current model, it's you know we're, we, we purposely go into communities that are, for the most part, underserved, underrepresented, uh, it, meaning that they just don't have the opportunity and access that other communities might have. So that's first and foremost. So those are the students that we draw in from those communities. Um, in the current in, in addition of what we're doing, we're really picking kids up in fifth grade and carrying them through 12th grade through high school. Uh, and then uh, you know, for a lot of them through college as well. Uh, as we move forward, it's gonna be more of a K through 12 model. And that's uh, you know, in that young age, it's about experience, uh, just getting your hands a little bit dirty and getting familiar with this space. Um, So those are like weekend projects, maybe a camp, something like that. As they get into middle school, though, they can really start taking things further. That's when they start taking some of our courses and starting to stack some skills up. When they get into that ninth and tenth grade, that's when we really open up the doors to community partnerships, corporations, uh, internships, shadow days, gig projects, certifications, so that when they leave us at 18, they can tangibly walk away with something in their hand and show it to an employer or show it to a college
1: absolutely phenomenal um, I, I know that there are probably a lot of people listening right now that are thinking man this is really cool what you guys are doing and, and they want to either be involved or they want to somehow get their kids involved or they just want to help contribute to, to what you guys are doing what are some things that, that maybe you know the general public should know about uh maybe the way that they could help uh, be a part of, of what you guys are doing here
0: yeah look uh you know first and foremost go to our website tgrfoundation.org there's some great links on there for you know a volunteer page where you can just sign up uh it's a real quick form to fill out we'll contact you we have hundreds of people that come here and volunteer every year uh to to help students it could be tutoring it could be that you have some skills in um you know rocket science i don't know and so like we need you as a speaker we need you to come in and and show us well wait a second the, the 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 future is going this direction you know let's talk about it number one number two we have a lot of people who just support us uh they'll they'll say look i want to be involved in that i may not have the time and uh they they look up our giving page and they 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 make a donation which is great and then we have other people we we also have our our event assets you know on on what we call tgr live and they participate in our events Uh, they come out to the genesis invitational watch some great golf all the proceeds from that event fund the foundation So there's a lot of ways to get involved. Uh, We welcome it. Reach out to us.
1: Appreciate it, Gordon. Thank you so much. Congratulations on on what you've built, what you've accomplished. And I know for you, looking ahead and what's next, I appreciate it. Thank you. Phenomenal work being done at the Tiger Woods Learning Lab. It's right here in Anaheim. But this week, it's about golf, and it's great golf at the Genesis Invitational. The best players in the world. Tiger Woods back playing again, and it's going to be an amazing experience this week. Hollywood in full force. I mean, it is going to be really neat coming up this week at the Genesis Invitational. I'm glad the PJ Tour is getting back to a real golf course this week. I don't want to you know, slight TBC Scottsdale too much, but this is the Riviera Country Club. This is as championship as it gets. There's an honor. There's a prestige. There's a mystique about the legacy of winning at Riviera. And one of the best players in the world, is going to do it this week because the field is like a major championship here in our backyard. It's going to be so cool. All right, my name is Trent Rush. We're going to have a full recap from Riviera next week. We'll have all kinds of interviews uh, from the golf course. Good stuff coming up next week. Thanks for hanging with us. Just like every Monday at noon right here on AM 830. My name is Trent Rush. This has been On the Lakes.